Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, May 29th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and you know I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. And I thank you for joining me as usual. And I hope you'll give me a call. I mean, that's what drives this show you and your calls and your questions, and I appreciate that. Now, since you shaped the show and you take it any direction you want to, I'm going to take it. I always, ha- I always have talking points I'm going to discuss, and therefore I will drive it to in a different direction. But I want you to be the driver, not me. So, get your financial questions ready and ask them. All these financial questions, everything we talk about here on Invest Talk, is to help drive all of us to a point of financial freedom, and that's my goal, my personal goal as well. Uh, always to become financial free. In other words, do what I want to do instead of what I have to do. And that's exactly what I'm doing here. I love doing this show, so I do it as often as I can. And, uh, you know, I, that, that's what that's what it's all about. Not being forced to work at something you're not interested in doing. Anyways, so to do that, that's what the show is about. To answer the questions that might help you get to that financial freedom goal. We're live. You can call right now, 888-99-CHART. We're always live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. Um, and so, please call. My main talking point today concerns this headline. When dealing with market volatility concerns, what goes on in your head does matter. Now, there's, there's a, you know, there's, we talk about every day the fundamentals and technicals of the stocks, but we rarely talk about people's emotions, and I have talked in the past about the two emotions that the only two emotions that matter, and that's fear and greed. But we don't really get in depth about how people perceive things, what they think, and what they think drives the market. But remember, our economy is seventy percent to consumer, people, what they do with their money. And so the same thing is true with investments. What they do with their money. Wall Street constantly constantly needs more money coming in. So they constantly try to convince you to invest money with them. Constantly. You have to step aside and do what's best for you. Okay, You don't have to listen to experts, quote-unquote experts. Often they're quite wrong. But you have to do what's best for you. And so, what's in your head? What are you thinking about this market? Because you, meaning the collective you out there, are not only going to drive the stock market, but you also drive the economy. And therefore, it's kind of important for all of us to understand what everybody thinks at any point in time. So we'll talk about that. So I also want to discuss, will we get the summer rally? Is there a summer rally? Is that a myth that there is always a summer rally? There's, is it a myth that there's always a summer correction? Or is that true all the time? We're going to discuss that. I want to talk a little bit about Germany and the EU. Those people cannot seem to get out of their own way. 
They just can't. So I want to talk about that. Um, and if you want to retire early, which four out of ten people say they do, what there's the there's the number one book that's recommended out there. And I'm going to talk about that book a little bit. And those are going to be my on the talking points. That's going to be what we're going to discuss. If you don't call me and talk about whatever's on your mind, guess what? That's where we're going. We're going to talk about those things. So time to give me a call. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. Uh, and we're live, so you can call right now. The market today was down again. The Dow down 221 points. The S&P down... Uh, 19 and the Nasdaq down 60, 60, 60. So we're we're in the midst of our correction. How how deep this correction will be, no one really knows. Um, um, oops. See, I'm typing things in. It's typing on the wrong screen. <laughs> Anyways, um, no one really knows. Uh, we're right there. We touched the 200-day moving average today. On the, on the S&P 500, that's kind of an important point. Let's go to Anthony in Napa Valley. He wants to talk about investing in apps. How you doing, Anthony? Pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing good. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I just picked up your podcast today and sounded like something I'm interested in. Oh, great. Well, appreciate and, uh, it. We've, my, we've been doing, my question been do, is... been doing this... With Acorn... Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I've started up using acorns and robin hood because they have an option yes. to do like five dollars a week to build your uh, portfolio i was wondering yes. if i were to keep at that or do the 50 20 30 percent change in my uh, budget investing the 20 percent into those apps is that a good start or should i just go right into the stocks themselves I think it's a good start for beginners and don't have a lot of assets yet to try to build. I think those apps are really helpful. I think they're very helpful. You probably should stay away from buying individual stocks until you get you know a significant amount of money. What's that? What's a significant? Well, I tell people I don't like to see you buy more 3 to 5% of your portfolio of any one stock and 15 to 18% in any one sector. So you got to have enough spread, but therefore you have to have okay. enough money because you don't want to buy you don't want to buy two shares or five shares or something you know because yeah. the trading costs might eat you up. So you got to have a significant amount of money so that that makes sense. And you should have about twenty to twenty five stocks. I like thirty myself, but because I can keep track of thirty thirty five. But for mm -hmm. you, the average person, you build up a core holding. But it's a good start, Anthony. That's where you start, and I have no problem with those apps. So just just okay. be what if you really yeah, want to be wealthy. Pretty just, much as a uh, holding place until I got enough okay. to actually invest the way I want. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good start. Anthony, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peaslin, and I want you to be aware of a very special upcoming financial event we don't have them very often in Southern California or even in Northern California. And I'm talking about a KPP Financial Invest Talk Wealth Conference. A conference. It's set for Saturday, June 22nd in Irvine. And that's just under one month from now, by the way. At our Wealth Conference, Justin and I will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment we're in. Also, we'll 
we're, we plan to boost your, you know, if you want to try to boost your income and manage your investments, we'll try to help you with how to do that and you know, give you some insights, okay? Uh, and we'll also look for some opportunities in any market environment that's out there. There's always opportunities. I, there's a number of them right now. So please make plans. Join us June 22nd, 9 to 11 a.m. in Irvine, California. To learn more and purchase tickets, go to investtalk.com. Investtalk.com with two T's. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. The market has had a rough ride in May. Lots of volatility. But you, you've got a portfolio to protect, right? And that means you need the unbiased guidance heard right here on Invest Talk. So you're invited to be part of the process. Step up with your finance and investment questions now. Steve Peasley is here and he's ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, it is obvious, it is obvious there is rising fears about the economy. Whether it's caused by the trade tension with China and the lack of progress there, it doesn't really matter. It's obvious. Matter of fact, I saw we saw weaknesses. I saw weaknesses several months ago uh, in various parts. Just weaknesses starting to show little cracks here and there in the economy. And we're still seeing them. And one of the ways that we judge, we meaning investors, judge whether or not the economy is going to get weak is looking at yields of the Treasury. Two-year versus the 10-year is the most common one we look at. We also look at the three-month Treasury versus the 10-year. And it's the yield that they pay. That's important. And back tomorrow on Best Talk Academy, I will be showing and talking about the yields because, uh, you know, that's at the beginning of the... Every, every class we have, uh, at the beginning, we talk about the, the current market conditions. So we'll be talking about this yield. Um... The two-year yield is still higher than the 10-year, but over the last four or five years, they've been getting closer and closer and closer, and they're very close. And in fact, if you look at the three-month Treasury bill, that is higher than the 10-year Treasury note. Why? Why is that? Because people are scared and they're running to the 10-year treasury. They're buying it. All over the world, they want to buy our treasury. If you're in Europe, they're negative yields. Germany and Japan still have negative yields. They have negative yields. Why would you buy their, 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 their government bonds? You wouldn't. Why not buy American government bonds? You're at least getting 2%, 2% plus. You're getting a positive return. They're getting negative returns other places. So a lot of money's coming in. And what does that do? It drives down the yield of the 10-year treasury. So the two-year treasury is getting closer and closer to the 10-year. Now, why is that important? If the two-year yield starts paying more than the 10-year yield, treasury yield, then we are in a recession or going to go into recession. And I say that because we've done that every time that's happened in history, that's what eventually occurred, a recession. Now, it can happen quickly or it can take a year or two to develop. So it doesn't, and we still, and we don't have the inversion yet. We don't have to have an inversion. 
What if the Fed starts lowering interest rates? They start lowering interest rates on the short end because they only control overnight rates to the bank. That might spread the yield, driving the short end rate two-year down. Right now, the thing that's being driven down is the long rate, tenure, because of demand, high demand. Therefore, you know, they, have, they pay less. I hope that makes sense out there, everybody. And, of course, we, we don't have any inflation. We know that. And we have really good um, uh, high employment. Those are very good things to tell you that we're not close to a recession. Low interest rate, no inflation, and high employment numbers. Pretty good, really. I, I saw that Germany's unemployment rate ticked up a little bit. Oh, well. Okay, oil is selling below $69 a barrel. Did you see that? Hedge funds are scaling back their bullish bets on oil. So I think we're going to see oil prices come down a little bit. June gold rose $1,289 an ounce per ounce. So that's rose. And did you see Bitcoin? You guys, have you been paying attention to Bitcoin? It's now back up to $8,744. So that's pretty high. Remember, it got much lower than that. I would never suggest you invest in it because it's just too hard to evaluate. I don't know what it's worth. No one knows what it's worth. And it's too volatile. Anyways, also there's some out maybe that might be a little disturbing or a little bit creepy out there in the news. A patent application by Amazon. This is a patent application by Amazon. And it probably is going to scare you a little bit about your privacy concerns. It does me. Maybe I'm maybe uh, just me. I don't know. But they have a new uh, Echo series of smart speakers, they call them. Echo Amazon's virtual assistant system, you know, uh, Alexa. Well, these smart speakers are going to record every word you say inside your own house. Hmm. I don't know if I care for that. Now, of course, you know, you know how you're supposed to talk to Alexa and stuff and they do things for you? Well, they're saying it's because it's to understand what you're talking about and what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. This is Doc. This is our final week of May trading, everybody. So we'll see how it goes. It's a shortened week. So, but remember, you're not in this alone. You can give us a call. I'm here to take any calls. That we're going to discuss anything financial, and it's all for, for, to point us all in the direction of our financial goal, and that's freedom. Freedom of earning a, a salary. Let the money work for you instead of you work for it. Give me a call live, 888-99-CHART. It is official. Steve Peasley has set a date for his return to San Jose, California. Yes, Steve will meet with listeners in San Jose on Wednesday, June 12th. He'll conduct his no-cost portfolio review consultations. If you set an appointment, Steve can look at your investments and then provide individualized and optimized advice. This is the kind of unbiased guidance you'll need to help you achieve financial freedom. You can register at investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk, and we're taking your calls now. Step up with questions, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin, this is Daniel from Utah. I just had a question. Uh, we were talking about marijuana stocks on the podcast yesterday, and I, uh, I own a handful of shares 
quite a bit of shares in uh, the company Hexo. That's ticker symbol H-E-X-O. Their earnings report's coming out soon. I am just uh, want to hear your thoughts on what you think about them. Thanks for everything you guys do. Okay, Hexo is out of uh, 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 Canada, Canadian company that offers cannabis, peppermint oils, sublingual sprays, marijuana powder, dried flowers, and it's a $1.3 billion company, so it's a small cap. Um, it is going. It has lost money every year, except next year it's going to make money for the first time, $0.14 cents a share. Uh, sales a year ago were $1 million, just last... Uh, one million dollars a quarter. Just this most recent quarter, it was thirteen million. The quarter before that was five million. The quarter before that was one million. It's dramatically increased its sales, and it's now going to turn a profit. And you know me, I like buying companies to make money. I'd have to learn more about what what these products do. But the stock is six dollars and ninety cents, going to make fourteen cents. So it's really, really, really overpriced. But with that kind of sales growth. I can see it being justified. I can. It got up to about $8.25 and fell back in May down to $6.90. But, you know, at the beginning of the year, this stock was like $3.15 or so. So it doubled, right, in six months. Now, will it continue to grow? If, if it, The stock price will continue to go up if that growth rate continues at the rate it is. And if it does pr produce profits, that's all the power to it. There are going to be winners in this space. And what's going to happen is there's going to be lots of consolidation. Always does happen when you have something like this ha occur. Think of all the, the biotechs that we used to have, and now they're getting smaller, fewer of them, but bigger because they finally turned profits. Remember, biotechs at one point did not make money at all. Then Amgen and some of the others started to make money and they started to get hefty, big, and they started buying the competition and buying potential new drugs and blah, 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 blah. Same thing will happen in this marijuana sector. There's going to be some winners, but a lot of losers. This could be one of the winners. It's just hard. It's hard to know this early in the game. It's just early. Okay, let's go to Zach in Pittsburgh. How you doing, Zach? Hey, Steve. Good to hear from you. Uh... Thank on you. the uh, on the topic of of marijuana, I wanted to give you uh, a big thanks for the saying of uh, "Don't uh, let the weeds grow and trim the flowers," because that was pretty helpful advice. <laughs> I wanted to thank you for that. Yeah, that's, some, <laughs> yeah, that's that's an old saying. That's not my saying. That's an old saying. But I know. And the saying know, goes, "Don't don't let your." <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad it so does. I, me too. I, I kind of like that saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I had a question. So. Um, I'm pretty young. We we talked a couple times. I'm pretty young. I'm about 22. I just opened up a Roth last year. Uh, I have a pretty diversified, you know, um, individual stock portfolio, and I'm starting to implement um, a basis of like dollar cost averaging within each paycheck. Okay. So at this time in my okay. life, I'm, I'm contributing 20% of my paycheck toward um, the growth of my Good portfolio. And seeing if it can um, invest over time, that that percentage might change as I age, and you know, income might be more relevant. But um, at this time, um, around twenty percent. So my question is, do I take this twenty percent and put it right in a Roth and max it out for the year, which I did last year, or do I take this twenty percent and just put it in my portfolio 
and await for a time um, maybe when that the market's more volatile or when I'm a little more confident in a purchase, or do I just put it in my Roth IRA until I max that out for the year? Because I think I was aiming for about I, like a three thousand, at least a three thousand dollar contribution this year. Okay, I would max out the Roth. You're 22. You've got multiple years for that thing to grow. And if you max it out now, the earlier you're maxing out, the more money you'll have by the time you reach retirement age. I would definitely max out the Roth. And if you have a 401k, I would contribute to that too. And what I need you to be is, Zach, it was when the, when the market crashes, because it's going to crash. I don't can't tell you when. It's going to crash multiple times in your lifetime. When it crashes, don't stop investing in it. That's when you want to invest more. And that's the hardest time, that's the hardest thing to do is get, grab your guts and say, okay, I'm going to buy more because the market's now on sale. People have, cannot do that. But if you do that, you'll be wealthy by the time you reach my age. You'll be very wealthy. Jack, appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, on tomorrow's Invest Talk, China is using diplomatic code phrases that threaten wider escalation of a trade war. Will they will they be doing this? Can can they get away with it? That story is tomorrow, by the way. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99 chart. This is Invest Talk, and if you live anywhere in Southern California, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein encourage you to make plans to attend KPP Financial's Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It's happening on Saturday, June 22nd, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. in Irvine, California. At the conference, Steve and Justin will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment. They'll give you a plan to boost income and manage investment risk. And they'll define ways to find great opportunities in any market environment. The Summer Invest Talk Wealth Conference is an investor learning opportunity that you should not miss. Conference attendance is priced at $39. However, if you sign up during May, you'll get a special price of only $29. You can purchase tickets and learn more now at investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. What's our main talking point today? Well, it's dealing with volatility and what goes on in your head. Uh, we're talking about, you know, many the, the study of of people's investors' oh, sentiment, I guess you would call it, the the way that they they uh, react to different things emotionally, has been very extensive over the years, but still pretty much um, it's still hard to understand. In other words, there's been very few concrete conclusions that you can rely on 
because of investors' uh, psyche, what they think and what they what they react to. The one thing you can there's one the volatility index is the one indicator that you can look that kind of demonstrates what investors are thinking and what they're reacting to right this minute. Because the, the volatility is also called the fear index. The volatility index is called the fear index. It tends to spike when there's a lot of fear and go down when there isn't. So we can, we can identify fearfulness and calmness in the volatility index. And that might help you determine what direction we go, but we have found over the years that it's a very short-term indicator, and it people turn on a dime. They're under, they're, they have they can overnight be very enthusiastic about the market or very pessimistic about the market. It even happened, you know, last night or the night before the market was up. Uh, uh, pretty high in, in the futures market. And then by the time it opened, all that enthusiasm disappeared and the market was down by the end of the day pretty big. So it's very difficult to say, okay, this is how people react and this is what we can do to make money on their reaction. It's, 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 it, there's never, it's never easy, everybody. So when you're looking at a short-term uh, movements, it, it's almost impossible to know which direction you should move because people react differently quickly. Now, long term, I've always said this. In the short term, the market acts like a spoiled child. It can throw a tantrum. It can be very calm. You can have a, a, a very calm conversation with the child. And the next minute, it'll be screaming and kicking. That's like the market. In the long that's unlike the market in the short term. In the long term, the market is very, very predictable, very calm. It goes up when earnings go up. It's as simple as that. Look at the market. You'll see what I mean. Look at the daily charts going back years and years. Well, you'll find that over the, all those years, the market has steadily gone up in price, uh, between 8 and 12% a year on average, some, you know, on average. But any day or week or month, no, it's like a spoiled child. You know, the market goes crazy. So no one has been able to figure out on a short-term basis how to be consistent in dealing with the market because of the because of human nature. It's that simple because of human nature. Anyways, so what's going on here? On tomorrow's uh, best talk, we're going to talk about China is using diplomatic codes. Okay, so that's going to be interesting tomorrow, I think. So we're going to see how that works out. From time to time, we get you know voicemails, questions that come from listeners that deserve explanations. This caller wants to know what I think about penny stocks. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, I was just calling. I had two questions um, about the stock tops, the tickers, um, TOSP, what you think about that? And also, uh, what you think about uh, penny stocks? think it's worth it or just a waste of time? Thank you. They're pretty much a waste of your time. I would not consider investing in penny stocks. Now, the problem we have with penny stocks is, remember, we're all, we're all humans. Every once in a while, one of those penny stocks gives you a 10,000% return or 100,000% return. And then that one's the one that makes the headlines and gets everybody excited. Man, if I would have bought that at 20 cents and today it's $10 a share, think about all the money I would have made. See, that's that. that that's the problem with penny stocks. 
Most penny stocks don't make money, have no hope of ever making money, and most of them go out of business. And you don't know which one's which. You do not know. So my suggestion is never, don't don't even bother with them. Don't don't waste your time. They're too hard. You know, if, if the experts can't do it, what makes you think you can do it? Or I can do it. I can't do it. Now, you asked about TOPS, T-O-P-S. This is a penny stock. It's called Top Ships, Inc. Uh, it's Greek-based provider of tanker transportation services for crude, refined petroleum products, and bulk commodities. Uh, this, I would not, I would stay away from this stock. Stay away from it. Loses money, lose, has been losing money for a number of years, not going to make money. There's no reason to even consider buying this stock. It's 58 cents a share. Has it ever made money? Yes. In 2013 and 2014, it made money both those years. But that's about it. it. I have noticed these shipping stocks, especially in Greeks, I think they are manipulated. I think there's a lot of manipulation going on. So I would stay away from this, these kind of Greek shipping companies. There's several of them out there. Okay, this is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you're making the right choices with the money in your 401k. Now, candidly speaking, unless you have a lot of time to study fundamentals and trends and all the things that go on that make up for the market, it's pretty difficult for you to know when to go long, when to go short, when to buy big companies, uh, mutual funds, or small companies, or when to be more aggressive or less. It's pretty difficult. You know, uh, that's why indexing is so popular because people can just do it and ignore it. They don't ever have to, like, you know, think about uh, moving around or anything. They just buy an index and leave it alone. Well, in your 401k, maybe you have better choices than that, or maybe you don't. Or you just don't want to be bothered with it and you just want some guidance. Well, we have what's called an active 401k program that monitors your 401k and all the holdings you have, all the mutual funds you have. And it will help you pick based on how much risk you want to take those funds. So we call it the Active 401k. It's right there on investtalk.com. You'll see it's one of the programs. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. A quick reminder, if there's a term that you hear mentioned on the program, but you're unclear about what it means or you have a question about it, we want you to ask it's very likely that you're not the only one with that same question. 888-99-CHART. Okay, are we going to have a summer rally? The answer is yes. Are we going to have a summer correction? The answer is yes. There, I mean, no one really knows any of this, but you know what bothers me is I'm seeing more and more articles about the coming summer summer rally they don't know if the who's talking who's who's coming up with that they don't know if there's going to be one there probably will but how is it big enough to worry about to even concern ourselves with that and the ones who really push this stuff is wall street wall street i have told you before and i'll tell you again they live on your money they live on you pouring money into Wall Street, one way, shape, or another. They don't care. ETS, mutual funds, stocks, uh, whether you buy bonds, they don't care. They just want your money. And your money drives stock prices. So, 
they don't want to convince you that, you know, you'll start seeing articles after weakness in the market. Oh, you got to get ready and get the money in because there's going to be a huge rally. Yeah, or a rally. Well, my suggestion, I always suggest is don't listen to the experts. Listen to yourself. Don't use fear or greed to make decisions. Use your common sense and rationality. But don't listen to Wall Street. You shouldn't, yeah, maybe the market market rally, yeah. Well, maybe it won't. Maybe maybe they're correct. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of sideways movement the rest of this year. I can see that happening, Uh, you know, up and down, essentially moving sideways. But, you know, I've been kind of predicting that from the beginning of the year, uh, saying that um, uh, the market is probably going to do, have a normalish year but not do anything great. Well, I was proven wrong initially, um, but because the market's better than average so far, but we still have six, seven more months to go. Anyway, so don't believe Wall Street when it comes to a summer rally. Statistically, the summer months are not as good as the winter months. Okay, so from, let's say from... June to September is not as good as September to June. Okay? So many times a market will put a bottom in in September, October, and then have a great rally at the end of the year. That's not unusual. That's common. So, but last year we didn't get that. Notice that? Last year, the end of the year, the last three months of the year, the market was down. Notice the first three months of this year, the market was up. So that six-month period, market was flat. <laughs> so that's that's what you're looking at. So I can give you the statistics because I live and die by statistics, but I also, every one of these statistics, I take with a grain of salt, and I suggest you do so also. It's good to have them in your mind, knowing that that's what they are, but doesn't mean you react to them because other statistics are can conflict so just be rational, okay? Now, 888-99-CHARTER is our number, and it's, ready to, it's a listening line you can call anytime you want. There's no reason to allow any of your financial investment questions go unanswered. There isn't. Now, after today's program ends and the anytime night or day number, you can call and ask a question whenever, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Here's a call that came in earlier on that number, 888-99-CHART. Hey, this is Brett from Massachusetts. Um, I just had a quick question about a new stock that came out. I believe the IPO was earlier this month. It's called Beyond Meats with the ticker BYND. Already had a significant amount of increase, about 90% already, up from 42 to, I believe, mid-80s to almost 90. What do you think about this sector and what you think about this type of company moving forward? Thank you very much. I listen to the show all the time. I appreciate it. I'll be listening on the podcast. Okay, uh, new IPOs. Remember what happens with new IPOs. For when they come out, after six months, on average, the IPO the stock will be selling below the IPO price. Why? Because after six months, the insiders can sell the stock and realize their gains. Now, this is Beyond Meat, Inc., manufactures, markets, and sells plant-based meat products in the United States and internationally. 
sales are growing fantastic, 175, 200%, 75%, 200% in the last four, four quarters. Huge growth. The most recent quarter, $31 million in sales. It's a $5.7 billion company, mid-cap, and they're not going to make money. So what does that tell you how I think about this? Do not buy stocks that don't make money. Yes, it's gone up sharply from you know from all the excitement, but I wouldn't buy it. It's selling for ninety-seven dollars and seventy cents, fifty cents a share, and hasn't made a dime. Uh, not for me. Mm-mm, not for me. Management still owns about sixteen percent. But remember, why did they go public? Why? Now there's several reasons why a company goes public. One is to, you know, get financing. Selling shares, give them finances so they can grow the business. Another is for the people who started the business to realize their hard work in form of stocks. Okay? So, this company is doing very well, but it doesn't make any money. Sales eventually should translate into profits, but you need to find out when. You know, just buying a stock because it's gone up is not a good way to analyze a company. And not a good reason to buy a stock. Okay. One last has predicted that the shares of Beyond Meat could go up another 30%. Now, if the company can develop a partnership with McDonald's, remember, this is one of the things that's happening, is some of the fast foods are working or considering or using Beyond Meat and other similar companies to uh, have a plant-based hamburger patty. Yeah. Well, it, you know that's what's so exciting about it. If 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 they, this company sold just one percent of McDonald's revenue, that's well, bring forty million dollars into them. So, I don't know. It's not for me. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think it's a wise move because it's just too expensive. You notice notice I am kind of a guy who doesn't like to overpay for stocks. And you'll hear me say it's too expensive, too expensive, a lot. Because they are. I, I remember saying these, doing this in 1998, 1999. Too expensive, too expensive. They don't have a way to make money. They don't have a made money. We don't want to buy stocks to make money. That's all that dot-com stuff. And you would have thought, everybody thought I was dumber than a rock. Until all those dot-coms went out of business in 2000. A lot of them did anyways. So that's what you're looking at. Yeah, I don't. I'm not predicting Beyond Meat going to business. I think they. I think they will succeed. I do, but I won't over. I'm not going to pay seventy ninety dollars, ninety seven dollars a share for someone who doesn't make a penny. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve that financial freedom that we talk about. And of course, our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. On the next Invest Talk, China is using diplomatic code phrases to threaten wider escalation of a trade war. Will they do it? Can they get away with it? That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Bobby in Atlanta. How you doing, Bobby? 
Hey, Steve, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Um, craft time. I've owned this company for last, I think, four years, and now it's gone below my cost basis. Do you think I should sell, yeah. get rid of it, or just hang on to it? Well, you're in the same boat that uh, Warren Buffett is, Berkshire Hathaway. They bought this company, too, and it's one of their their biggest losers, really. It's rare that Warren Buffett makes this kind of mistake. There's nothing wrong with the company, Bobby. There really isn't. They had a accounting problems, and they're changing management right now. Uh, they make Heinz Craft, everybody, the symbol is KH, KHC. Makes food products such as beverage, cheese, convenient meals, and things. And they've been falling, falling, falling. Last year they were $60 a share. Today they're $28. And so they've got really big problems. Uh, they're going to make $2.92 next year after making $2.83 this year, but they made $3.50 last year. So that's a pretty big fall. It's a $28 stock. That means it's a 10 PE, and the five-year range is 8 to 167. So it's a pretty good value. Is it a value trap, though? In other words, is it is it going to go down and go out of business? I don't think so. They don't have a. They, they took on some debt, but their debt is still pretty low. They have a very stable business, and they're paying a pretty darn high dividend, like five percent. So, Bobby, if you can take the pain, I'm sure it will recover. Uh, it just might take several years. So, okay, well, big, is that a big wait. part of your? <laughs> Okay, then I think you'll be fine. I don't think it's any danger of going out of business or anything like that. Uh, and their sales are slowly increasing 1%, 2%. So it should be okay eventually. But, man, it's been having a hard time lately. Bobby, appreciate the call. Thank you. KHC. KHC, everybody. Okay. Um, Germany. The bellwether of the the EU, right? They represent 20%. Their economy represents 20% of the EU. So how are they doing? Not very good. Unemployment rate in May popped up to 5% from 4.9. Okay, not a big move. Um, they barely avoided a recession in 2008. They shrunk. The economy shrunk in the fourth quarter, and the first quarter is flat. So if there's two quarters that it shrank, that's a recession. So they barely avoided the recession. And, of course, other countries aren't doing any better. I mean, Germany's doing decent compared to other countries in the EU. Their exports look weak, and they look like they're going to get weaker, especially with the China-U.S. trade issue, because it affects the world, and not just China and, China and us. Try to remember, we're a $20 trillion economy. China's like a $15 trillion economy, and we're 22, and they're 14.8, but whatever. And Germany's five, six, or seven trillion. And they're big. The rest of the, rest of the EU, you know, range from under one trillion to maybe two or three trillion. Not very big. Russia, you think Russia's big? It's a third world country. It's like one or two trillion. I don't remember exactly, but it's it's pretty darn low. So, you know, the two big world economies are fighting, right, over this trade issue. That affects everybody else. And it affects Germany a lot because Germany exports a lot to China. So Germany's exports you know, has been an export country, really. That's their main 
you know, their main claim to fame is exporting. And, you know, that's, you know, the world economy has been downgraded by the IMF. The growth, the GDP growth is going to be less this year than last year. So they're going to continue to hurt. Plus, they have negative interest rates. In, in Europe and Japan, Germany, I mean, negative interest rates. It's not, that's, it's odd. Very odd. Anyways. Uh, one final note before I have to call it a day. Uh, if, if you want to retire early, there's a book out there called The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. Apparently, that's the number one book recommended out there by financial, financial people. The Simple Path to Wealth. I haven't read it yet. I'm going to have to get it and take a look at it. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and calling the questions and everything. Please come back tomorrow. We'll do this again. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.